0: Welcome back to Elam Vitale, where we dive deep into mental health, spirituality, conscious living, and all things for the modern mystics. We're your hosts, Shelbs and Mads, who crave divine discussions. But put away that maple syrup, because we're not here to waffle. Let's dive straight into today's episode. Earth Angels and welcome back to another beautiful episode of a Love Vitale podcast. Today's episode is going to be a solo ep from me and it's centered around a topic that I am so, so passionate about and something that I am diving deeper into every single day. And this topic and this episode is all about our beautiful moon time. So our menstruation and how we can sink back into the sacredness around bleeding because as we will dive deeper into the modern world has made us suppress so many aspects of the divine feminine including our menstruation and the power and the oh just healing aspects and the intuition that comes with it. So before I start I just want to sort of do a bit of a trigger warning that some of the themes and some of the topics that we do discuss in this episode may trigger some of you. Please, please know that everything that I am discussing and bringing up comes from such a centered and whole place and a place of so much love. If it does trigger you, feel free to stop the episode or sit with the feeling for a little while and understand and kind of contemplate why it's triggering you. And please know that there is absolutely no judgment from me because when I first started looking at this sort of sacredness behind bleeding and when I was following a few accounts that would maybe manifest with their blood or talk about bleeding so openly, it triggered me. It did bring forward a lot of I guess issues and things that I have now since worked through to understand why it evoked such feelings within me so please know that there is no judgment feel free to message me I would love to talk to you about this sort of thing Um, and just know that our menstruation and our cycle is something so beautiful and so natural and it is something that we should honor Um, But before we do dive into today's episode, I also want to take a moment to honour the beautiful women in our lives that are no longer menstruating or having their cycle. You, I have so much respect for the wise women because you have gone through so much before us and this episode still is for you because even though you're not bleeding anymore, you still do have the cyclic nature and, you know, the ups and downs and the cyclical, You're still a cyclical being so this is still for you and I just want to take this time to just honor you for a second and just know that you are still as much as a woman as you are now to what you were when you were bleeding and having your cycle. Now I'm gonna stick to the themes of doing a go-to and chatting to you guys about my week, even though Mads is not here. Um, And I'm really sorry if you can hear my diffuser in the background, but it's just really bringing in those sensual and sexual vibes for me, which I need for this gorgeous episode. So I'm actually diffusing my romance oil, which is available at the Clarity website. The romance smells so amazing, and it's just really setting the scene for me at the moment. So I'm really sorry if you can hear that, but. will just ignore and just know that it's helping me to get into the beautiful energy for this episode so i um let's just start with my week shall we it's so funny when you're recording without like mads being there to like prompt you and to kind of go with the flow um but i am in my soul room at the moment so i'm filled with the most amazing energy and vibes I haven't been super high vibe the past week. I do think that I was struggling with either a little bit of burnout or potentially uh, maybe a little bit of sickness. I'm thinking maybe like a virus, but I do definitely believe in like draining your energy. So I, the last week, well... Yeah, it was about a week and a half ago. A beautiful opportunity came up for me. I'm a huge believer in divine timing, in everything coming to you for a reason, and that yeah, 100 percent happened to me last week. So I had a um, beautiful connection with a gorgeous lady called Taylee, and she has ho- has opened <laughs> has opened a absolutely stunning store in Adelaide. So if you are in Adelaide, head to Miranda's at Christie's Beach. It's on Beach Road. It's honestly, oh, I want to just spend like all my time in the store. They've renovated it and it looks absolutely amazing. If you're into Bohemian themes, head there because it's gorgeous. So Miranda and I um, connected via Instagram and I am now stocking some of the Clarity products in a physical store, which is ah, just unreal. Like when I walk into a store and see my logo and my business cards, I'm like, what it is insane I'm just so grateful for everything and I just feel like I'm manifesting so many beautiful opportunities at the moment and it's just amazing Um, so we're stocking some of the wellness packs sage Um, we have got some beautiful crystals and I actually have some exciting new crystals on their way Um, we've got some of the journals some of the crystal jewelries, and just so much more it's honestly amazing so 100% would recommend popping in there if you want to have a look at some of the Clarity products, as well as some handmade earrings, candles, um, some artwork. Taylee herself is a beautiful artist, and she does the thin line um, artwork, and it's honestly oh divine. And they've just got so many other amazing things. Like the more you spend, in like the more time you spend in there looking around, you're like wow, there's just so many little nooks with little amazing products in there. But yeah, I definitely because the opportunity kind of came to me very spontaneously and I did not want to say no to my guides and my spirits because everything was lining up that this was 100% what I needed to do so you know you've got a it's yeah law of attraction is a part of it and I'm going to do some videos on my Instagram and definitely a podcast episode all to do with manifesting and the law of attraction but I am a firm believer in law of action as well so for example the opportunity came to me that's law of attraction but I could have just easily been lazy and not took the opportunity and it could have passed me by. But I then tuned into law of action and I'm like, right, I need to make all the packs. And I need to order this and do this. And I literally got everything done in about 24 hours and it was a huge rush. And I yeah, definitely paid the price for it, but everything worked out and everything looks absolutely amazing. So very grateful for that. Um, but yeah, so this weekend I have, because when I'm recording it, it's actually a Sunday afternoon, I took some time off to really fill up my own cup and to do some inner healing. I did a five and a half hour online retreat, which is absolutely amazing. I am just feeling so grounded, so connected. I feel as if I've just shed so many layers of things that were no longer serving me and I'm just, yeah, feeling all the good vibes today. <laughs> so... My go-to isn't actually going to be a product. I do have a lot of um, recommendations that I want to share with you guys because I've been doing a lot of reading and um, new oracle cards and a lot of uh, just diving deep into a lot of things. But today, my go-to is going to be something so simple and it's just to take time to connect in with yourself and your body. I will say it again. Take time to connect in with yourself and your body. So, I definitely think that I have a good relationship with myself. I'm consciously working on being a better friend to myself, and that's kind of what my whole passion is about. Like, my tagline is a woman on a mission to make you a better friend to yourself because it's something that I work on every single day. But, I sort of was neglecting my body side of it because I've always had a good relationship with my body. I haven't really gone through any major like self-esteem issues or anything like that. But in saying that I wasn't making the conscious effort to connect into my body. So I am very much in my mind. I am very in my masculine, um, which, you know, is yeah very logical, not I don't feel a lot of things. It's so hard to explain. I'm doing a lot of movements in my body right now, but you guys can't see. But there's such a difference between looking at everything from a logical aspect and a very rational aspect and dropping into your body and your intuition and feeling things. And that's something that I am consciously working on at the moment. And it is so amazing. The smallest things make such a huge difference. So I have been dancing and in flow and I have been waking up every morning and even in the shower, just flowing, moving my hips, moving my yoni area, you know, flowing, moving, side to side moving my pelvic that kind of thing it is making such a huge difference in my everyday life i'm feeling so much more connected into intuition into the spirit into so much good stuff it's honestly crazy but a big recommendation for me from me would be to connect into your body through dancing or another big one that I have been using is touch. So it doesn't have to be sexual. Like I'm not talking about self-pleasure. This can literally be just caressing your chest or brushing your hand over your arm or just giving yourself a hug. Like it's honestly the most healing and most soothing thing you can do. Um, that is why I created two packs so we've got the divine feminine pack which i created the essential oils specifically for this reason to connect into your feminine essence and to tune into your body and then i also created the moon time which is it comes with two essential oils as well as a crystal so the moon time is specifically to help with cramps so you can roll it on and while you're rolling it on connecting with your yoni space breathe into the pain and really connecting with yourself that way and it's got peppermint in there which helps with pain um, from bleeding from your cycle and then I also incorporated the divine feminine oil into that pack as well because I believe that as well as connecting in with our yoni space, we also need to connect into our whole body. So I included that oil because I was using it for a breast massage. So during my menstruation, I would use the Moon Time oil on my stomach to help with the cramps and to sort of breathe into that space. And then I would also use the Divine Feminine to connect into my feminine essence and to really connect in with the energy behind your cycle and behind your menstruation. So even if you don't want to do any of those sort of things just find something that helps you sink into your body and kind of get out of your mind because as i said it's one of the most healing things you can do and it's honestly so so amazing i feel like i have already talked your ear off and that's literally the intro <laughs> this is definitely a huge passion of mine and it's going to be such a potent episode so Enough about the intro stuff, let's just dive straight into today's episode. So, I want to first start by saying that our cycle has become something that is so taboo and it breaks my heart because it's honestly something that is so beautiful and so natural and it should be something that is honored and that's really my intention behind this episode is i just want to share some of my thoughts and some things that i've been learning because when i learned them it really made me contemplate my relationship with my body with my feminine essence with my menstrual cycle and also i guess with the broader connection i have to women so When we think about it, our blood that we menstruate is literally life force energy. You think about it, if we allowed the sperm to fertilize the egg, it would produce life. It would produce a baby. So by us not fertilizing the egg, we still have that really potent and really beautiful life force energy. And it's just like crazy to think that, we have been made to suppress the power behind that so my history I guess with my menstruation and my cycle I think I had a pretty average relationship up until this point you know it was one of those things where you got taught it in school you know we kind of got told that this is this thing that happens it's not the best you know only women experience it and you have to wear a pad or a tampon and move on with your day. That's sort of what I was taught. My mum was very open. My mum and I have a very good relationship. So when I was young, she taught me, you know, how to use a tampon and the reasons why we have a period. Um, And it was nothing on a deeper level. I think I learned about it through, you know, chatting to my girlfriends at a young age and just exploring that way. I think I was about 11 when I had my first bleed. It wasn't something that was necessarily discussed in my family. Definitely wasn't something that was celebrated. Um, It was kind of just like a thing that my mum whispered to my dad and they then became aware of me having mood swings or, you know, potentially not wanting to do things because I had cramps. It was that kind of a thing. In my um, life, it wasn't like a big deal. It was kind of just like, oh, like you you know are a woman now um you could potentially get pregnant da, 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 da. done and i think you know chatting to girlfriends and i've been chatting to f- a few people leading up to this episode that was kind of the consensus that i got was you know you had it you either were taught through school or through your mum in particular how to use either a pad or a tampon and it was kind of like you know you will be in pain here's some Nurofen and you move on with it, you know, there was no spiritual connection, or I guess a deeper meaning towards why it happens, or any type of awareness around how beautiful it can be, and I do believe that we have definitely been conditioned to think that it's an inconvenience and I would definitely get onto that in a later section of the episode. But yeah, that I guess is kind of my history around it is it was just like, this thing's happened to you, here's how you make it not be such an inconvenience in your life and carry on. You know, there's um no real awareness around it, I guess. And something that I want to quickly mention is men's bodies so their hormones have a one-day cycle. So this basically means that they peak in the morning um, and it drops off at some point later on in the day, usually around the evening. Um, and that's where they like get their lowest point of energy. And then the next morning they wake up and they are completely refreshed and their cycle begins again. And I guess this means that the man's or the male cycle is quite consistent and quite predictable. And when I'm talking about like the male cycle and the female cycle, I am referring to I'm doing bunny ears the most average the most common way so I completely acknowledge that not everybody is the same and not everyone is going to identify as a male or female but just for the purpose of this episode I'm just going to try and keep it as concise as I can but I acknowledge you I see you I honor you um but just for the point of this episode we're just going to talk about male and female in the very traditional kind of roles so um yeah, the men, they will wake up fresh and the cycle begins again. And this can, yet yeah, be very predictable for them. They can, you know, know, all right, I'm going to smash out my work in the morning. And then I know the evening, I'm going to kind of keep it to more chilled. I'll watch Netflix or I'll chill out. So they know when they need to go to work and when they need to hustle. And they know when they need to relax and when they need to chill. But women cycle is not the same so we have and again on average a 28 day cycle and this means that we have and we experience different waves of emotions different waves of energy and it is very cyclical whereas i also believe In within that 28 day cycle, we also have a 24 hour cycle because I find myself, yes, I can be in a certain stage in my cycle, but within that day, I can go a full loop, I can wake up and be so energized. Then in the afternoon, I can be extremely sluggish and tired, and then at night, I could peak again and have all of this energy. So, I truly believe that we, yes, have our 28 day cycle, but within that, we also have a smaller cycle. So then this leads on to my next point that it is literally crazy for us to expect to be the same as men. Now, I don't want this to be twisted or sort of taken out of context I 100% let me just say believe in equal rights I am so grateful for all of the work that the past women have done and that the current women are doing to get us girls equal rights to men I believe it is very very important and I am a feminist of course I think all women should be but I am what I like to call divine feminine where I still respect and honor the masculine energy and men and we'll get into that in a later episode um But I mean more energetically. It is crazy for us to think that we can do the hustle, hustle, hustle and we can keep up with men because, as I just explained, their cycle is very predictable. Our cycle is not. So it's like trying to compare and compete these two things that are completely different. And not one is superior to the other. Since doing this inner work, I am so grateful that I can experience the feminine side of things so I can experience my cycles my moods my energy fluctuating I can experience bleeding and birthing a child when that time comes whereas back along and I'm talking less than a year ago I used to think that being a woman was so inconvenient and that having your period was the worst thing in the world and men are so lucky and and but now I am so honoured and so grateful that I reincarnated as a feminine being because I love this shit now. I honestly look forward to my period, which you, if you know me, no, I would not have said that even six months ago. I wouldn't have. And now I'm like, oh, she's coming. Like, I'm so excited to go within and to have that downtime, that excuse to press pause. So, I want to just do a little bit of a change in topic slightly because I want to just kind of chat about the history of menstrual cycles and the history of the red tents. So, I've been doing a little bit of research into red tents and I am obsessed. I think that they are so beautiful and so divine, and I really, really want to host my own types of red tents. And when the Clarity Center is open, you best believe that I will be running my own red tent sort of thing because I think it is such a gorgeous way to honour the feminine and to honour each other. So as women, and this is something else I want to discuss in another episode, we have been conditioned to look at each other as competition. We've created all of these sister wounds and they're not just even... Like wounds from us and our current state. These are ancestral wounds that we have carried down through so many years of conditioning and social conditioning that women are competition. And oh, I could go into a whole rant about that, but I'm going to keep it there. <laughs> um, but I just think the idea of a red tent is absolutely gorgeous. And I am so excited to start creating my own. So if you are interested and do want to attend, send me a DM because I may even start creating them very soon. Um, but basically, if you're not familiar with what a red tent is, a red tent was a place that women... Before us would gather, and the intention behind the red ten was to honor the feminine and the power behind bleeding. And I understand me even saying the word bleeding could be triggering some of you, and again sending you so much love. And I completely understand where you're coming from, but just sit with the feeling, and you can explore it through journaling. I may even create some journal prompts very soon. Um, but yeah, the Red Tent was this oh, just sacred place for women to come together. And um, as I'm sure quite a few of you are aware, if you do have a close-knit female group of friends or sisters, um, or if you're a mother to a, um, if you've got like a daughter, often women's cycles when they spend... Um, extended periods of time together they do sink so you become on the same cycle so these women in villages or in tribes or when they were spending a lot of time together their cycles would sink and then what they could do is as a collective they could gather in this beautiful tent and they would just honor each other's bodies honor their cycle often they would free bleed which means that you wouldn't you know use anything to capture the blood so for example nowadays we use tampons or pads or cups they wouldn't have any of that and they would just bleed into the earth and often they would um take pregnant women there as well and as a group they would honor the birth of a child and the new life and it was just such a a sacred place for women and such a safe place for women to go and fully embody all of the beautiful aspects of being a woman so they could go there and they could express their anger and let their wild woman essence come out they could cry together they could hold each other they could hold space for each other and it was oh i it gives me tingles and goosebumps thinking about how sacred that space would be And within that, they honored the feminine and the cycle so much that they would connect in with spirit and with unit and with the universe or God or whoever they believed in at the time so deeply and on such a deep level that the men, when the women came out of the tent, like they would almost be rebirthed because, you know, they go through this huge, Um, awakening within the tent and they would come out like they've shed all of the layers of things that were no longer serving them and they would enter back into the world and men would lose it they would want to be surrounded by this woman because she was just so far into her power she'd connected so deeply to her intuition and they also believed that these women who were menstruating would have downloads from spirit or they would connect in with their guides and then they would come out of the tent and have all of these sacred messages to give to the men and to give to each other and so back um, you know, thousands of years ago, a woman bleeding was something so honored and so sacred. And men would literally want to have sex with a woman who was bleeding because they believed that if they did so, either messages would come through her from their guides or from their God. And also, they themselves would be able to connect in with the spirit. And it was such an honor to share that time with a woman which now, you know, period sex is something that is so taboo, and something that people really turn their nose up against. Whereas back then, it would be so amazing. And not even just for having sex with a woman, The men would want to spend time with women who were menstruating. So if you were bleeding and having downtime, men would surround you and they would just want to talk to you and want to connect with you. And then you kind of switch to the modern world. You know, I do believe that patriarchy do play a role in this. I'm not going to get on, you know, on to that because that's a deeper conversation than what we have space for at the moment. But basically, if you're not familiar or you you haven't really looked into this sort of work, we are living in a very masculine driven and masculine energy society at the moment. You know, there's a lot of the hustle culture. There's a lot of the don't stop, keep going, you know, hit the goals, do this, do that. Especially in sort of the corporate world, it is a lot of women trying to get to those power positions and they want to be equal to men. So they are competing with men and women have sort of suppressed their essence the divine essence of menstruating you know we will get into this in a like a little bit later in the episode but we have this part of the cycle which is the menstrual section where we actually are bleeding and that is what is referred to as the winter phase because it's the phase where women need to go within they need to repelish and they need to really shed the things that they need to get rid of, you know, have the sacred anger release. Make time for your, I'm doing bunny ears, negative emotions because no emotion is negative. It's less desirable, but it shouldn't be labeled as negative in my opinion. But, you know, there is something so powerful about a woman really honoring all of her emotions and not necessarily putting meaning behind it. Oh, I'm feeling angry because x y and z or i'm feeling sad because blah 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 no just being like oh i'm feeling enraged today hmm right that's interesting i'm going to channel that into being critical for that project or i'm going to set my timer for two minutes and scream and punch my pillow you know there's a very healthy way of channeling rage it doesn't have to be a negative thing all the time but We as women and I am guilty, I am putting my hands up, I have done this and I still have to remind myself consciously not to do this but often we don't take that first or second day of our period to really recharge our energy, we don't spend the day in bed or reading a book. We can still be productive on those first couple days of our period, but we don't even do that. We take a couple neurofem, we plug it with a tampon and we move on with our day. There's no honouring it. And within the masculine driven culture that we're in at the moment, we're trying to compete with men and we don't want to seem again bunnies weaker than men because we need that downtime and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same if you do take a sick day or you do take that evening off to really recharge on the first day of your period the rest of your cycle so the rest of the month you are feeling so energized you hit your ovulation phase and you are ready to smash that presentation or you're ready to do that big project you've been waiting to launch whatever it may be but within especially as I said the corporate world we don't want to seem less than a man so we don't take a sick day when we are feeling low we don't rest we continue to work in the office till 9 p.m instead of saying no actually I need to only work a couple hours I am menstruating at the moment I'm going to go home and rest and honor my body and honor my feminine essence there is none of that could you imagine going up to your male boss in a corporate office and saying I've just got my period, I'm going to go home and honour my body. They would look at you like you had two heads. Because there's no awareness around it anymore, it's such a taboo topic. Do you know how long I've been wanting to speak out about this on Instagram or on the podcast? But I haven't because, for example, my brothers follow me. Or my boss follows me. He was a man. Or, you know, I have a lot of male friends. What are they going to think of this? we as women have been conditioned to think that our period is something that should only be discussed with close female friends or maybe not even discussed at all. And it really does go back to us not wanting to seem weaker than men and that has then led to this big disconnection from our feminine energy and our true feminine essence. And, you know, fast forward a little bit from when patriarchy began, the pill was then introduced as well. And this gave us the opportunity to skip our periods. You know, you didn't have to take the sugar pill. You could just carry on taking the pill and it would prevent you from having your period. And even when you did have a period on the pill, it is like a induced period. So it's not, I guess, so much from the true essence of the cycle. And please don't take offense to that if you are on the pill it is your body, it is your decision. I completely respect that. I am just saying from um, a spiritual level, it isn't so much of the, I guess, true energy behind the menstrual cycle because it's a planned, timed thing. You know how many of us have a period maybe like a week early but when you're on the pill that doesn't happen so much. Um, But, yeah, I remember when I was, say, 16 and I thought I started to have inter- intercourse with my partner at the time and the first thing I was like yes I can get on the pill I can skip my periods you know on field trips or like having a sleepover and I didn't want to like have it you know what I mean like it was just this thing that was like yes I can get rid of that inconvenience and I can move on with my day and now looking back like I am really sad for her like I'm sad for the 16 year old me that didn't want to have a period who didn't understand the beauty behind it. And I think a lot of you would be able to relate to that as well. And then I guess a knock-on effect from that, from either taking the pill or even just having such negative connotations to our period would mean that we would suppress our true feminine essence and we would suppress the beauty and I guess the energy of honoring our cycle. And that showed up in so many other ways in our cycle. So it would mean that we would have the most painful and horrific experiences with our period. You know, the whole beauty behind our cycle is that that winter phase gives us an excuse and gives us the opportunity to rest, to go within, to really feel our feelings. It gives us the opportunity to to really bring up what has been bothering us have you I know I personally have ever had like an event or something for example you can have something happen with your partner or somebody in your life and you push it down and you suppress it and then your your um bleed comes through like that part of your cycle shows up and then you have all of this anger and all of this resentment to that specific person and I find that if I don't honor that and I still try and push it down and I still try and not rest and not allow those emotions to come up and process it. I explode on that person, whether it be in my menstruation phase or whether it be in a different phase, but it comes up. It really comes up. And I find if I had just really gone within, journaled about it, can you tell my throat chakra is opening up because I'm getting really passionate about this um so if I had really sat with that and honored it the explosion wouldn't have happened I would have got all of the emotions out I would have shed that part of me and my relationships would have been a lot better if that was the case Because I would really honour it and allow those emotions to be processed in a healthy way. And as I spoke about briefly before, we've been conditioned by society to have a band-aid fix. So to take Neurofem, to use a hot water bottle, um, you know, put a tampon in, get on with your day. Like that is how we have been conditioned to just band-aid fix it and power through And um, a beautiful mentor of mine who I love and I encourage all of you to follow her on Instagram or follow her podcast as well. Is Monica Yates, and she is a period and women's life coach, and she talks a lot about how we aren't even supposed to have major PMS signs, so such as cramping, uh, cravings, sore boobs, those sort of things. They shouldn't actually be happening, and it's only because of society and conditioning that we have just accepted that you know cramping and extremely sore boobs are a normal part of pms when in reality they not they're not it should be pretty pain free um and i think as well like women have just stopped talking about it and we've stopped talking about it in a positive way so it's like we've either don't talk about it at all Or when we do talk about it, it's like, oh, I got my period. I feel like shit. I feel so bloated. Oh, men are so lucky. I wish this would end. I've got this huge thing to do today. I do not have time for this. Like, I'm going to take some Nurofen and, you know, get on with it. And it has just led to us believing that it's this inconvenience, this thing that just is annoying us and that just we wish we didn't have. And it's like uh, this is our body's way of getting us to connect in with our feminine essence and to give us that time to really slow down and go within. And, again, like our body kind of showing up in this way of pain, so, you know, cramping, back pain, boob pain, all of this, it is literally our body's way of screaming at us to slow down. Like, it's you know... Our body doesn't necessarily have a voice, so it has to show up in other ways. And it does that through, you know, blood clots, through extreme pain, fatigue, all of that stuff. It's like, Ugh, slow down, <laughs> rest woman, like you stop doing this, you know, constant hustle, constant push through, just get to the next thing. So It is just, yeah, a huge reminder when we are in that winter phase, when we are bleeding, to really slow down and to honor our body. And, like, something that I've been exploring lately is even though, like, I know um, this is a little bit off topic, but I have been following Yoni palace um or yoni pleasure sorry on instagram for a while now i have a few of their ones which i'm absolutely loving and will share more of um but a few of their ad campaigns and a lot of their marketing on instagram gets removed because they're talking about the female body and about sexuality and they've just released a um Free bleed blanket where you can have it overnight or when you're watching, you know, TV or when you're doing whatever. And it's this um, blanket that you sit on and you just allow yourself to free bleed onto it and it doesn't leak. And a lot of their marketing around that wasn't accepted because in society we shouldn't be talking about that. Or, for example, tampon ads, there's no real. Connection to the feminine essence could you imagine if an ad had like blood on an on the tampon or it had you know this and that and don't get me wrong marketing and awareness around it is becoming a lot better and a lot more real but there's still a huge gap and something that I learned yesterday actually which I haven't looked too far into but it was like the tampon was invented by a man like gr- you know grateful for it thank you so much like it's honestly helped me a lot in the past like I'm definitely grateful that somebody invented it but it's crazy to think that a man invented something for the feminine body and like I understand men invent things for us all the time and again grateful for it but I'm just trying to make a point that something that we just shove inside of us to plug the bleed and to just sort of allow us to keep going was invented by a man somebody who isn't bleeding or isn't going through the menstrual cycle and i just found that so fascinating i was like wow it's very interesting that somebody you know invented that product and they actually are a man it wasn't invented by a woman and something else i just want to touch on as well is um so i've only been using a menstrual cup for about a year and trust me it took a long time for the transition because let me just tell you tampons are easier you know, you barely have any leakage, it's in, you change it a couple times throughout the day and that's it, done. Whereas the cup is a lot more fiddly to get in there. If you don't suction it properly, you can have leakage. You know, it did take me a long time to get the sizing of the cup correct, so on and so on. But now that I have mastered it, and if you guys are interested in learning more about it, I can definitely do a video on my personal Instagram or chat about it again on um, a potty episode. But, I now would never go back to a tampon because I, and this is literally how I began the relationship or I guess remembering the beauty and the essence behind your cycle is I started using a menstrual cup. And actually when you look at your blood, it's like, wow, women lose this amount of blood every single month and it doesn't really affect us. I'm taking into consideration, you know, people who do have iron deficiencies and do have other um, things that affect, the, the period then affects. I completely acknowledge that. But I'm just talking about, again, bunny is the average cycle. You know, we lose X amount of blood and we still can fully function. Imagine if, you know, somebody cut your arm or, you you know, cut yourself. If you lost that amount of blood, like, it would affect you a lot more. So it is like beautiful that we can lose this much blood each and every month and then replenish and really oh i don't i can't even get my words out because i'm just like the female body is honestly insane don't even get me started about pregnancy or anything like that like they honor and love the female body so much um but something i do want to mention is it's like we again have been conditioned to suppress the relationship with our menstrual cycle and the real essence of our menstrual cycle and another way that they have done this is for example the um, tampax company they even created that i don't even know what it's called the applicator that connects to the tampon so that it's like a piece of plastic so you put it on the end of the tampon so you insert it and then you push the thing and the tampon goes up So you don't even have to put your fingers inside your vagina and you definitely do not have to touch the blood or look at the blood. It's like we now have this applicator that inserts the tampon so that we literally cannot be any more disconnected to it than that. So when I switched to start using the menstrual carb, I really got to look at the blood to really connect with it and be like wow like this came from me if i had allowed fertilization this would have created a baby like it is so potent when you actually sit there and you take a couple breaths and you really look at it and you're like wow this is so potent and so powerful and another thing even i think we've you know moved so far forward with the period cups I think they're such a divine thing that we are all connecting to now because a lot of us me included I don't feel at the moment that I'm at the stage where I can free bleed I'm not saying that isn't going to come because I'm definitely working on it but I currently live in a family home I've got brothers I don't think they would appreciate and you've got to obviously you know respect people's boundaries and I do think it's work of the collective that we need to really work on acknowledging uh, how taboo we have made this topic because we should be able to free bleed and it should not trigger people but at the same time I do live in a communal house so I need to respect other people you know like my brothers I don't think would appreciate if I went and sat in the grass and free bled like a lot of women do and I think that is so beautiful and like goals I want to be able to do that um, and as I said it's something that I am working on but for example, for me personally, the transition for me connecting in, as I mentioned, is using a period cup. And I have a clear one so I can really admire it. And when I empty it, I usually empty mine in the shower and I look at it and I spend some time really connecting with it and then I you know wash it down the drain and I imagine that I am giving that back to mother earth and I do my own little manifestation ceremony around that because you think how powerful that life force energy is that's why a lot of women uh, collect their menstrual blood and this used to trigger me let me tell you when i used to see women having a jar of their menstrual blood for like the few days that they were really bleeding they would collect it they would take it out into the earth and they would give it back to mother nature by pouring it onto a plant or a tree or flowers and let me tell you their plants were blooming because of this like it's such a powerful powerful substance but when um i used to see it i used to be like why the hell is she posting this on her instagram like and it would trigger the fuck out of me let me tell you but now i think it's so so beautiful um but i like to have my own ritual around it where i manifest more like before i pour it away And I find that's so potent on its own. So that could be something if you are looking to connect in with it is either switch to a menstruation cup or you can even just do it with your pad or with your uh, tampon when you do go to change it. Just spend a little bit of time of honoring that you don't have to stare at it or hold it or do whatever, but you can just sit there and be like, wow, like, you know, that came from me. As I said, if this was fertilized, this would be a child. Like this is such potent life force energy. And that's like all you need to do. You don't need it to be this big ceremonial thing. Beautiful if you want it to be this ritual and this thing that's celebrated, but you can do it in your own way. You know, what I'm sharing is my way or things that I've heard from other people. You don't have to do that as well. But something I found interesting was I, as I said, switched to a cup that was clear and I love it because I can really see everything and I can see when there's clots when I've had a busy month prior or I can see when it's a darker colour and it's something that I can, you know, consciously look into. So I went to buy a second cup because I wanted to have one at my partner's house so that if I ever got my period early, I you know, I have tampons lying around everywhere and every handbag, every nook and cranny, but I wanted a cup because I wanted to honour my body and my essence. So I went to chemist to buy it i knew that they stocked cups and i was looking and they had they did not have one clear colored cup so even though they had transitioned into stocking cups which very grateful for love it they still had to color them one was red one was blue one was pink so that us as females don't have to look at the blood and I was like, we've come so far at being able to collect our blood in this cup and to really honor it. And then the companies are still like, no, women don't want to see that. Let's make it blue. Oh, let's make it pink because that's pretty like women. Do you know what I mean? And I was just in the shop and I was just staring at it. And I was like, we've come so far, but there is still so far for us to go. Um, and then... Uh, this kind of got me thinking as well about the sex education that we get in school or that's taught in school now you know I've been out of school for I graduated in 2015 so you know I've been out of school for five years and you learn about sex ed in what like year seven something like that so it's been a while since I learned it so please correct me if I'm wrong and if they have changed it But when I was in school and the conversation I have with other people, so it wasn't just my school that was a bit average about teaching us this sort of thing, I obviously believe it was taught in a very traditional way, which is fine, you know, they have to have their boundaries and their um, guidelines. But I believe and what I remember was they again told us why we have periods because we're not Fertilizing the egg so the egg needs to be released so that a new egg can come, and then you can potentially fertilize that. Or if you don't, the cycle begins again. I was never taught the different cycles, so the different stages that women go through each month. I definitely wasn't taught the options of using a cup or free bleeding. We definitely weren't taught the spiritual side of things by manifesting with your blood. Or I wasn't taught anything to do with how we used to honor our bodies, our feminine essence and our cycles before patriarchy and before social conditioning. And it got me thinking like there is this huge gap between what we were taught and what I believe we should have been taught. And yes, I do believe that it's everyone's responsibility like anything in our lives to make our own decisions and to get educated by ourselves it isn't the school's you know sole job I guess to teach us everything and anything because it's not realistic and I want to just take this time to be grateful and honor our mums or whoever taught you the um stages and the cycles and everything because my mum could only teach me what she was taught and she did the best that she could do with that there's obviously a lot more awareness and a lot more change in since you know in our generation well I say our my generation you know I'm in my I'm 23 at the moment so within this generation compared to like my parents generation so hats off and I am not at all trying to insult anyone when I am talking about this because I think my mum did a bloody good job teaching me everything but again there wasn't that deeper awareness around anything and I don't even think my mum would be aware of it like if I went down now or if she's listening to this episode I think she would herself learn a lot as well so it isn't you know anyone to blame necessarily I think it's as a collective we've disconnected from the feminine essence and from honoring our cycle Now, I do think that I've been talking your ear off about this, but I am just so passionate about it and I just think it is something that we need to talk in detail about. And again, I am just talking surface level at the moment. This isn't even like as deep as it can get. Like, you know, some beautiful women love to talk about this topic and they go into such detail, which is something I definitely want to do soon. But this is just an introductory sort of episode to kind of just share my thoughts with you guys just gonna have a drink (laughs) because i feel like i've been talking so long (laughs) but i want to just sort of do a brief outline of the different stages of our cycle so i was talking about how we do have that 28 day cycle and i just want to chat to you a little bit about that now um when i talk about like phase one or phase two different people acknowledge it in different phases so some people do acknowledge menstruation as phase one and i do kind of resonate with that as well i do think because you know we normally say that we menstruate on day one of our cycle so that should be phase one but the way that i wrote down this i was channeling um and reading through a few different resources and most of them acknowledged uh, phase one as the follicular phase so this is the spring phase so usually the duration of this and again this is just on average is between seven to ten is the seven to ten days of your cycle and this has a very masculine or young kind of energy towards it so i guess this is where our physical energy is starting to increase So it's usually just after our bleed. So we'll have our bleed and then this is the phase that follows. So sometimes within this phase we can kind of feel a bit restless um, and it is sort of where our creativity and the new beginning sort of Comes out, I guess. So, this can be when we want to direct our energy into stimulating projects at home so we can plan brainstorming sessions like with our co workers if you, you know, you have a big project coming up. And I guess you want to save like your most mentally challenging activities to this week because you don't want to do it in your uh, winter phase, which is when you are bleeding, because that's when you want to slow down. Whereas this is kind of as if it's just after winter, you've been hibernating, you're coming out, you're feeling good, you're feeling recharged, kind of rebirthed. And this is when you want to really focus into those more mentally challenging activities. Uh, Within this phase, it can be a lot easier for us to problem solve, and it's where our physical energy is at its highest. So, uh, emotionally, we feel kind of outgoing, upbeat. As I said, like recharged, revitalized, and this is where you want to say yes to social events because you have a lot more energy, um, and you're kind of a bit more active. So, this is when you you want to hang out with your friends or you want to do certain things. You can be more like open to new experiences because you will be more stimulated during this time. So you'll be like, yes, I'm ready to try this and I want to do this as I said, it's kind of where you've like, you've been kept small in your winter and you've kind of been like sleeping and resting. And then it's like, wow, spring. And it makes sense, you know, spring now, like today, it is a beautiful sun is shining. Um, We've had a few rainy days and I'm like wearing a dress now. I put on a little bit of fake tan. I'm like, I am ready to smash the week ahead, you know, and I feel like I'm in my spring phase. Uh, your memory is more sharp so kind of in winter we can sort of get a little bit of like brain fog that kind of thing so your memory is sharpened you've got drive and determination you feel more in flow so you've got like your creative energy this is the phase where you are able to work longer hours so if you are in a corporate job or you know you're running your own business and you want to stay late at the office you can plan that within this phase um but something I do want to mention is don't overdo it because often, and I've done this plenty of times, it's like during a period, you don't feel the best and you've kind of kept yourself small. And then it's like you come to this spring phase where you're like, oh my God, yes, I am ready. I'm going to do this and this and this. And you end up like burning yourself out, which can show up in your future, like the coming um, cycle that you have. You will have a more painful period then. Um... But within this, even though as at the beginning of the explanation, I said this is a very masculine sort of phase, you want to check into your feminine side as well because you don't want to stay in masculine for like 7 to 10 days of like hustle, hustle, hustle after you have just had like a really sort of dark um Because like within your winter phase And I'll get into it more in a sec It is more of your shadow side So it's when you can do like shadow work So it is quite like a draining phase So then if you're like gone through all of this deep stuff and then you're like fuck yes i'm gonna do this and this and this and this and this you will literally have like a huge crash so it is like an amazing opportunity as well to check in with your feminine essence and just don't like overwork yourself because sometimes as i said you get excited that you're feeling good and you're back and you're ready but it can make you kind of crash and spread yourself too thin um but yeah during this time you I guess are feeling a little bit not so tender that you were in your winter phase but you are still feeling quite like fragile I guess and you can be a little bit critical so you still want to honor yourself maybe you want to have like nights in by yourself with candles and maybe a bath or you know you want to say to your partner look I'm in my spring phase can you please just honor me and give me cuddles and i just need like a spoon tonight while we watch netflix or whatever it may be but just still honoring that i guess downtime as well because yes you are out of your winter phase but it still is quite like a nookie time that's what my partner and i call when we want to get cuddly so it's like a you want to guess wrap yourself up in a blanket like a burrito and like have some self-love or some love with your partner So the next phase I want to chat about is your ovulating phase. So you've just had your like spring phase and now you're going into summer, which is usually the phase that everyone loves. So it's kind of like as society has conditioned us we want to be in the summer phase all the time whether that be within our menstrual cycle or whether that be within the cycle of life which i am going to do a podcast episode or a video on my instagram about because i think the four phases are extremely important to acknowledge in our overall life as well not just in our 28 menstrual cycle phase um so this one is usually usually lasts for about three to four days and This is the time to have those important conversations. My throat chakra is locking up right now. (coughs) So this is where we have heightened communication skills. We can really articulate our thoughts and opinions easily during this phase. This is the phase when you want to do your big work projects. So you want to, you know, jump on your Instagram stories to promote your new course that you're launching or you want to go on that date with that person that you've been talking to or you know you want to do that project or that presentation to your colleagues or whatever it is this is the time when you want to do the presentations and you want to be social and you want to do all of that kind of stuff because have you ever seen you know a woman in your workplace who you just like are watching and you're like, wow, uh, maybe not in workplace, it could be on Instagram. I know I follow a lot of women who are very um, connected in with their cycles and they have a lot of beautiful, sensual and sexual energy. And I can tell even without knowing them personally when they are ovulating because they are just like magnetic. Their energy is so contagious because you know they're flowing maybe they're dancing on their instagram stories and they've got real beautiful hip movements and they're flowing or you know you're having a conversation with somebody and you're just like wow i want to be around your energy it's usually because they're ovulating and they're in their summer phase it is so beautiful and It's like the Yas Queen energy, you know what I mean? You know, when you have that, when you're like getting ready and you look at yourself and you're like, fuck yes, I look good. I am ready to go out and like tear up the dance floor. I am feeling sexy. Maybe you're single and you're like, I'm going to get, you know... I was going to say something inappropriate. I was going to say, I'm going to get some dick tonight. You know, that kind of energy. It is like that. And it is obviously when we're most uh, fertile. So this is when if you did want to have a baby, you can conceive during this. And even if it's not so much a baby that you are birthing, you can like birth a project or you can um, maybe birth a new relationship or ideas or like, com- like, kind of conduct a new habit like that sort of thing um and uh from the book woman's code which i've been reading at the moment 100% recommend um it within that book she chats about how studies have shown that you put more effort into your appearance during your ovulation stage and um she explains that it goes back to us wanting to mate during ovulation so like we're you know wired up to want to have a baby and you do that during your ovulation stage so um yeah she believes that studies show that during your ovulation you dress nicer and you have like more energy and you're more sexual and sensual and um it's my definitely one of my favorite phases because your energy during it is so amazing like this is the energy when like you want to surprise your partner by them walking in the front door and you're lying there naked or you've got lingerie on or whatever like it's that like you back yourself a hundred percent when you're ovulating you were like yes, I'm sexy. I am this, like I am amazing. Um, and I guess it's like when your energy is peaked. So it's like your energy is at the highest part. Um, and, uh, Monica Yates gives a warning within this phase, which I want to share with you guys, because I think it is, like such a potent point and she chats about how your energy is really like peaking at this time but it's so easy to neglect others in your life because you're very me 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 within the ovulation stage um and it's like yes it can be like hot and intoxicating and fun to be around but like you need to just also you know make sure that it isn't sort of having that shadow aspect to it so just definitely tune in to that as well but um yeah you're like super easy going super happy go lucky during your ovulation phase so moving on to the luteal phase so this is autumn so this is after, (laughs) after this is after ovulation but before your menstruation So usually this lasts for about 10 to 14 days and this is where we've like sort of hit peak during ovulation and we are sort of having a bit of a decline in our energy. So um, this stage is where we have PMS symptoms, so our premenstrual symptoms um, and that can be things like bloating, irritability, headaches moods um can have like severe cravings and this is where we have the transition that we are starting to turn inwards so our energy goes from being this super heightened high vibe sort of energy and it starts to decrease and we get a little bit softer and we kind of have like this sort of feeling or instinct to nest so we kind of want to do do you ever get in those moods? i definitely do where you want to clean out your wardrobe and you're just like this and i get frustrated when i don't have time to do it because i'm like this is frustrating me or you've got like one drawer in your house that you really want to clean out or like you've got a huge pile of laundry and it's like really getting to you that you can't do it it's usually because you're in your luteal phase so it's like it's the amazing time to do like your domestic chores um and or or and or clean like your apartment. Like it's that real nesting, like you wanna settle, you wanna do that kind of thing. Um and then within that, like it doesn't have to be like a domestic thing, like within your house. It can literally be like within you. So this is kind of the stage where you want to like take longer to get ready in the mornings like you want to slow down or in the evenings you can want to take a long bath instead of a quick shower or you know do some self-care rituals or meditate is you know it's that kind of energy where you want to start to slow down you want to maybe journal for an hour compared to you know exercising and doing a hit class um this sort of phase is where you want to start easing up on your um social aspects so you want to sort of not plan so much because you will be a lot lower energy so you will want to sort of rest you want to have your early nights it's very like netflix and a cup of tea sort of mood and you may start to feel like sluggish and that's where you want to yet not book super important meetings or not have you've got back-to-back meetings or back-to-back social events um and this is like the stage where you start to kind of feel teary, you know. You have, a, I get that quite a bit, where like I will be watching a film or something and I want to cry, or even if I see something beautiful while I'm driving, like a bird, I'm like, oh my god, that's so beautiful, and I'll get teary, and I'm like, whoa, pull yourself together. But like, it's so gorgeous to honor that, like, and to sort of sink into that like feeling of like appreciation and being emotional like you know we put so much meaning behind emotions and we're like you know anger sad anxiety of bad emotions joy happiness and laughter or you know whatever good emotions and it's like no it's not like you know there shouldn't be such like a label on what's good and what's bad they should all be on it and all have their place um and this is the sort of phase where we start to get a little bit irritated or anger and as i mentioned before this and your menstrual like menstruation phase are where the suppressed stuff will start to show up so if you've been suppressing like feelings towards somebody or maybe you haven't been setting your boundaries in your cycle or or in your life it'll show up within this part of your cycle so you you know may start to feel irritated towards particular people or angry it can even be turned within you can start being like Self-critical, um, you can kind of have that more yeah, downtime, like you want to slow down because you want to connect in with your intuition during this stage. Because as I mentioned when I chatted about the red tents, like this phase and your bleeding phase is where. You get so connected to spirit, to self, to your higher self, to the world. Like you just are like this beacon of connection to higher energy. And so this is where you want to really honor that and then like sit in that and be like, yep, I'm gonna you know spend some time to connecting with myself, with my intuition, with my guides. Um, and it's yeah not the phase where you want to push it's the phase where you want to slow down and connect in with your feminine energy um and like i mentioned allow yourself to feel your emotions if you want to cry cry do not suppress them if you want to say no and trust me you are going to need strong boundaries and as a people pleaser i find this very fucking hard but you are going to want to start saying no and putting your um boundaries in place so moving on um i want to chat about the menstrual phase so this is our winter phase so this usually lasts and it varies for women between three to seven days and within that time the communication between our right and left hemisphere which are um parts of the brain is that are responsible for self analysis, um, sort of course correction. They're more dominant during this time. Um, and as I mentioned previously, we have a lot of like intuition and messages and downloads during this time. So it's such a gorgeous time to really connect in with yourself to journal, allow access to these deeper, you know, connections to self or these deeper insights. Um, you will sort of feel more restless and a little bit more dissatisfied during this time because it is a beautiful time to do shadow work because a lot of things throughout the previous month or even you know forever will start to surface during this time and you know don't be overwhelmed or fearful of this like it's a beautiful time to go within and to really find the issues or the things that have been bothering you or that have been bottling up or you've been suppressing and really explore them. And this is obviously the time where you want to rest the most, especially the first day. If so, if you can, the second day of your, of your um, bleed, you really want to rest. You don't want to schedule anything. You know, it's easy for people who are self-employed to be able to schedule different, like to be able to schedule their appointments or their projects around their menstrual cycle. But if you are in a corporate job or in any sort of job where you can't, you know, Necessarily schedule things, just take time in the evenings, or you know, you take time to slow down in the mornings if you can. So, just find other times to slow down. But if you are self employed or you do have that flexibility within your current situation, then definitely use it to rest, to slow down, take naps, you know, to be in flow. Um, you really want to tune into your body, that's why at the beginning of the Uh, episode I mentioned how I've created a pack specifically for this because I believe connecting to your body can be so overwhelming and so daunting when you first start it so that's why I created two essential oils for you to use and my um, favorite way to use it is one on your yoni space so externally of course and then the second one on your breasts or your tummy you know that kind of area to really give yourself some self-love and some massage and all of that goodness. Um, But yeah, I guess like this cycle and I find this so powerful, it's really the time of rebirth. So it's the time to shed all of the stuff that you've been avoiding or all of the stuff that you really don't want to carry anymore. You know, it could be the time where you really make decisions that you've been avoiding and you then come out of this like rebirthed and you come out of this... Just, yeah, you, you know, every month we have the opportunity to start again. It's like we go through these cycles and these downtimes to then come out of it. You know, it's a similar sort of concept, and I know that this is thrown around a lot in the spiritual realm, but it's so true about the caterpillar going into the cocoon and then being rebirthed as this beautiful butterfly. Like, you can look at your cycle in that sort of way and be like, my period isn't something for me to hate, it's something for me to love and honor because on the other side of this pain and these emotions and this downtime is the opportunity to fucking thrive and like and i find that so so powerful and it's such a beautiful time to really forgive and to let go um but yeah as i mentioned like don't get too overwhelmed with the feelings and the emotions like you're allowed to feel everything you're also allowed to acknowledge it and be aware of things without putting meaning behind them so because you are feeling anger or sad it doesn't mean that you have to break up with your partner or or, you know make that huge life decision like sit with it and you can journal it through or not put attachment to the emotion um but that was just a super quick overview of the cycles like there's definitely way more to it but i just wanted to share like a quick overview so you can kind of um look at it and be like oh okay so these are the cycles because i genuinely had no idea about them before i just thought it was like normal time and then a bit of pms and then we bled and that was it like i didn't realize we go through this cycle and we have like these beautiful waves of energy and how we can fluctuate with our energy and our moods and that's normal and i find if you learn and really become like aware of what phase you're in it really helps you to not be so self-critical and to really like connect and understand yourself more because it's like oh I'm feeling these emotions because I'm in this sort of stage in my life in my cycle compared to oh my god why am I feeling so angry towards everyone at the moment you know so it helps you to really understand that you're not crazy it's just the cycle and the part and the phase that you're in at this time um but i want to just sort of switch the conversation for a second and just kind of give you guys a few ideas on how to connect with your cycle so you can track your cycle with the moon which is a super powerful way so this is probably the first way that i got into um working with my period because i first started looking in the into the lunar cycle when i first got into spirituality on a deeper level so um typically there's a few ways that the women or people work with the moon in regards to their menstrual cycle um so the most again bunny is typical and common way is um that you track your period on like your cycle with the cycles of the moon so for example the most uh, common and traditional cycle i guess is where you it's called the white moon and this is where you bleed on the new moon and then during the waxing moon it's your follicular phase then the full moon is your ovulation and the waning moon is your luteal phase so that's basically like the traditional ways of working um with the white moon and then obviously if you were on the red moon it would be the opposite so you would bleed on the full moon and ovulate on the new moon so just a quick overview of the white moon so this as i mentioned is more of the bunny ears traditional cycle so it's the most common cycle um and it's they call it the mother phase of her life so it's when either you are birthing Um, like a new project or you're birthing a child sort of like you're coming to that stage of your life so for example I have always been a red moon cycles i have always bled on the full moon and ovulated on the new moon and then only i would say two cycles ago i completely switched so at that time i was doing a lot of healing work a lot of mothering myself um, during breath work and a lot of deep rooted healing and deep rooted work and within that time i was launching my online store so i 100% believe that the reason I transitioned from the red moon to the white moon was because I was going through a different phase in my life which is more of the mother phase. Um, Not for children (laughs) if my partner heard that he would freak out. Uh, Definitely not for children at this section um, but definitely birthing of projects and birthing of my business. So um the full moon is considered earth's time to be most fertile so it makes sense that we would then ovulate on the full moon and I guess when you do ovulate on the full moon they believe and by they i mean you know people who've studied this in detail and created these theories they believe that it's very magnified so it's like this explosion of energy because it's the earth's time when they're most fertile and then it would be like your time when you're most fertile as well so women on the white moon they pull energy in towards them so they can like harness this and i guess it deepens their emotion, uh, their mental and spiritual energy. So it's very like this deep replenish, (laughs) deep replenishing energy. Um, Yeah. And it's very like inwards and very nurturing. And that's the sort of energy behind bleeding on the white moon so if we switch to the red moon for a second so as i mentioned this would be when you bleed on the full moon ovulate on the new moon and this is less common so if you were talking to your friends or you know looking into this it's definitely less common uh but this is known as the wise woman cycle uh because in ancient times the these sorts of women who were bleeding on the red moon were priestesses healers and medicine women so a lot of healers um or you know people who are practicing medicine they are synced with the red moon and um It's opposite to the white moon energy because these women are focused on channeling their creativity and energy outwards. So the white moon, we're bringing energy in to nourish and to mother, whereas the red moon, we're pushing energy out. So they are looking after other people. And um, don't get me wrong, they can still be mothers in the red moon, but it's more like their energy resonates with helping or, you know, sort of being... um, assisting with like the wider community and they like are in a teaching or like a leading role compared to the white moon where it's very like motherly for like one sort of thing if that makes sense um but like this the energy behind the red moon is like self-growth uh creativity uh mentorship development and it's like everything that the red moon women learn they use to empower women around them and they have like a deep connection to their sexual energy and You know, as I've mentioned, it's still in society being taken from us and, you know, patriarchy have still been trying to get us disconnected from this. But the red moon women are very good at connecting themselves back in to that sort of energy. And just briefly, I want to mention that not everyone falls on a red moon or a white moon. There are two other moons as well. One's the pink moon, which is where you bleed closest to the waxing moon. So you're transitioning from new to full. And this may represent a transitional phase in your life. It may mean uh, that you're leaving like a period of rest or shadow and that you're coming from that and then exerting strength and power. So it's like you're transitioning from maybe, you know, going through something, maybe you've had a really hard time and you're on the other side of that and your period could sink in with the pink moon during that time. And then, lastly, I want to just quickly mention a purple moon, which is where you bleed when the moon is waning. So it's transitioning from full, um, from full to new, and this is the energy where it's very. Uh, full of strength um, rest and reflection and it symbolizes you're entering a quieter stage in your life and then you're kind of going deeper into that shadow side so maybe you've been you know exerting a lot of energy and helping a lot of people maybe you've been on the red moon or whatever and now you're transitioning into like a more shadow aspect and that is where you could sync with the purple moon so that again is a very brief sort of explanation, um, because I didn't want to spend too much time on it. As I've already made this episode very long, which I love. Do not have any shame about it, um, but. A similar way that you can connect to your cycle is to use an app. Um, So I will give you guys a couple apps that I love in a sec. But yeah, you can sync your cycle with an app so that you can track it and you can understand certain emotions. So that's amazing. If you're a very modern modern woman, you don't really want to track with the moon, but you still want to track your cycle, is download a period app and you can check in with your emotions and keep tabs on symptoms and stuff like that. Another way you can connect with it is to create a ritual around your cycle. Now this can be as big and as long and you know amazing as you want it to be so you can, you know, come into a sacred space and you can do all of these beautiful things for yourself to honor your cycle or it could literally mean you put your hands on your womb space the first day of your bleed and you breathe in there for 10 deep breaths it can be as simple as that or as i mentioned you can make it as complicated or you can get as many props as you want for example the moon time pack on the clarity website is just an example there's so many beautiful ways to honor your body and your cycle but you can you know roll that onto your yoni space breathe into it you can then use the divine feminine to massage your breasts or to rub it on your body and really connect in with yourself and to spend some time having pleasure and that doesn't have to be masturbation that can be just you know pleasure of feeling yourself and connecting in with your body you can use the beautiful energy and the potent energy of your period to manifest this doesn't have to be you collecting your blood and using that to manifest remember you are the most intuitive and the most connected to spirit and to source during your bleed so you can literally just spend some time journaling your manifestations or putting you know plans in place for when you are in your ovulation on how you want to manifest so yeah really spend some time connecting into your manifestation and desires and obviously you can spend time with your blood so if you feel comfortable you can start to free bleed or do what I do and collect it into a cup and just spend a couple moments just admiring and honoring your blood or you know you can do the deep woo-woo work which you collect your blood and you take it out onto mother earth and you gift it back into earth and you really honor and use that life force energy which I think can be absolutely beautiful and I guess it taking a step back from that is just spending time to honor it and to see the beauty within your cycle compared to being grossed out or even thinking it's taboo you know you could start with something so simple and talking to a girlfriend about it Oh, I'm having like a really good cycle this month. I'm not feeling so much pain or I'm having like a very aggressive cycle, you know, that sort of thing. Or you can just say like, how are you going with your period? Like making conversation and bringing awareness around it is an amazing way to connect in with your body, with your feminine essence and with your cycle. And it really helps to create a disconfirming experience in your mind of like, it is safe for me to talk about this. Nothing bad happened when I did start talking about my period. Um, and you can definitely one of my favorite ways is to dance out how you're feeling so if you are menstruating or you know you're going through pms or whatever it may be and you're feeling angry dance it out to throw your arms around don't look at yourself in the mirror or don't do it when anyone's around do it in a sacred space where you can really like move your body and let go you may just want to shake out the energy or throw your fists in the air really connect in with all of your emotions through dance it is so freeing so liberating and if you feel open to it you can begin to self-pleasure or have sacred sex during your menstruation and um I just want to say that we've been conditioned to believe that period sex or self-pleasure during this time is a disgusting or you know gross thing and trust me it's taken a long time for my awareness and my um openness to this sacred act to come about but it has and I think it can be something so beautiful and something so sacred if you are open to trying and um definitely go within spend this time to meditate and to journal, and use it to really mother yourself. So this is a a um, a oh eating my words. This is a concept that I have been really, really practicing lately, and it is so beautiful. And it's where you sort of look, like take care of your inner child, or that's that part of you that needs mothering. And I think a lot of us, our little girl, needs mothering during this. We need to learn to mother ourselves, and it's something so beautiful um so begin as well another way that you can connect is to begin to follow people who are open to this sort of discussion so you listening to this is an amazing step in the right direction it's so amazing and even if you did have times during this episode where you felt triggered i am very very proud of you and i want to take this moment to tell you how grateful i am especially if you've got you know we're an hour and 26 minutes in at the moment if you've got all the way through like i am very grateful for you for giving yourself this time to actually listen to something that could be a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit confronting for you um and just to finish off with connecting into our cycle is acknowledge when you are triggered and explore the reasons why mine was manifesting or um spending time with your blood so for example as I mentioned when I saw somebody pour their blood onto a plant on social media that triggered the fuck out of me and I it took me a few maybe even like a month or so to really explore why and it came back to a lot of my social conditioning and a lot of my upbringing in you know that it wasn't discussed as I said I've got two brothers so it wasn't something that was easily discussed in my family so it goes back to that kind of thing Now, just to finish off the episode, I want to share some resources with you, which I think are absolutely amazing. So uh, the book that I mentioned earlier, Women Code by Alicia Vitti, uh, that's amazing. It really breaks down the cycle and it also isn't just centered around women's Uh, menstrual cycle it's focused around women in general so it has so many beautiful things it also incorporates what foods to eat during different parts of your cycle which i think is honestly amazing i'm definitely gonna start leaning into that support very soon dr libby weaver's book on women's wellness wisdom what every woman needs to know that book is amazing Um, again it's an overall book about women's health and i just think every woman needs to read those two books um an app that i have used for a very long time it's called flow i like it there's a free version which is ideal um yeah it gives you a lot of knowledge and it really gives you explanations of your specific symptoms in your specific cycle but recently only the past two weeks i've switched to my flow. so i also have i'm using both at the moment and i really am enjoying my flow as well it's another period tracking app uh people which i think are absolutely amazing monica yates and Feminist fuck podcast monica is amazing she's taught me so much um over the i think i've been following her for about two years now hats off to her she is a very knowledgeable woman and yeah everything to do with periods 100 percent. talk to monica do her um Listen to her podcast, you know, do her courses. If you want some extra support, reach out to her. She's honestly so knowledgeable in this area. Amy Rushworth and Amy Rushworth podcast is amazing. She is so divine. She is so knowledgeable and yeah, again, all of her podcast episodes centered around women. Well, most of them are centered around women and women's needs. So definitely definitely check her out, Yoni Licious, so if you search Yoni Licious on Instagram and Love Blood Sex Death Podcast, she's amazing, she just shares so much to do with the women's sexuality and women's periods and things to do with like Thrush and BV and everything, she really doesn't think anything is too taboo she's amazing definitely follow her and very similarly follow grace underscore hazel and i will put all of the tags in the show notes she's fucking amazing as well very much to do with sexual liberation for women and is just like bold and out there and doesn't give a fuck and i love all of these women there's so many more resources but to not overwhelm you i would definitely recommend those ones so i was going to pull a card for you guys but i have talked your ear off so i am just going to end the show with asking you to close your eyes pop your hands on your yoni space so that is you know between your hips above your genitals pop your hands there Let's just get centered. I know this has been a long episode, but I'm so grateful that you've come to the end of it. And I want you to take a deep breath in. And as you inhale, I want you just to hold that breath in your yoni space. So imagine taking the air deep down into your stomach. Hold and release and let it all go. I want you to take another one the exact same way, deep down into your stomach. Hold for four three, two, one, release with a sigh Ah, and take another one, hold and release and you can do that as many times as you want when you just want to connect in with your yoni, connecting with your feminine essence to get grounded just put your hands on there breathe your energy down deep into your stomach into your yoni space you can hold it there for a few seconds and release or another way that i love to connect is just when i'm falling asleep put my hands on my yoni space or you can even talk to her you know you can say you are safe you are honored i love you anything like that any words of affirmation you can say it to her while placing your hand on your yoni space But I won't dive into that because I have so many ways that you can actually connect in with your your yoni space, but we'll save that for another day. I just want to say thank you again for taking the time to anchor your energy into being open to this podcast and this episode because I know that it can be triggering. And I just want to say that I honor you. I respect you and I appreciate you have a beautiful day my loves and thank you so much for tuning in Alrighty, so that is the end of our podcast for today so thank you so much for joining our divine discussions now if you want to become a part of our ev fam please head to at elan Vitel podcast on insta or facebook and just as an fyi we have a new episode releasing every thursday all right peace out <laughs>